<laughs> Mr. Court, Mr. Boz, Mr. Witch, it's showtime. Danger, danger, high voltage. There is no spoon. Yes, there it is. The flying guillotine is an awesome weapon. It's not practical. It's not even aerodynamic. But it's awesome! Easy Rider is cool. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. They have fuel tanks the size of a pea. You'll get three miles out of that. Okay, okay. Could we possibly just talk about the damn movie? Obsessive Cinema Discourse. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Obsessive Cinema Discourse, also known as Interrupto Cunts. <laughs> to my immediate left, and that is once again not his political position, but just in fact where he happens to be sitting, is the witch. How are you this lovely morning for yourself, sir? Hey, hey, mate. How the fuck are you? I'm excited as hell to talk about my pick this week or month or year or whatever it is that we end up releasing it on the scheduling. <laughs> Sugar Hill from 1974. To my immediate right, also not his immediate political position, but just where he happens to be seated in the studio, is the man and myth and legend that is Boz, my bromance from Britain. How you doing, sir? <laughs> yeah, that was nothing like it, was it? Hello! <laughs> you know, that was nearer the count from Sesame Street, though. In all it, it was. The problem is you haven't got a gold grill jammed in that's actually <laughs> yeah. upsetting the way you hold your mouth. You don't know my life. You don't know how I live. I could be podcasting with a gold grill right now, sir. <laughs> yeah, but not in your mouth. <laughs> uh, fair enough. It's on my car. You've got spinning hubs, haven't you? Admit the, it. No, no, no. I don't have a fancy car. <laughs> not at all. No, but it's better if your car isn't fancy and you've still got spinning hubs. That, that makes that, it fun. That, that makes it much better. <laughs> You buy the hubs first and then you add the car to it later. Is that yeah. how it works? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So as I mentioned, we are going to be picking apart my pick this month or this term or this year or whatever the hell it is. It's Sugar Hill 1974. Now the IMDB description says when her boyfriend is murdered by gangsters, Sugar Hill decides not to get mad, but bad exclamation point, all capital letters. She entreats voodoo queen Mama Matrice to call upon Baron Somdi, Lord of the Dead for help with a gruesome revenge. In exchange for Sugar Stall, that's not the case. You wrote that badly, guys. The Dark Master raises up a zombie army to do her bidding. The bad guys who think they got away clean are about to find out that they're dead. All capital letters, wrong. Why don't we start with what we loved about this movie? Danger, danger, high voltage. I'm going to stick at the bars first. What was it about this movie that you loved? Oh, so many things. Um, the thing I loved is I'd never heard of it, of course. This is me we're talking about. I've not seen <laughs> shit. Um, and because I'd never heard of it, I, I, I think I'd heard the name Sugar Hill, but I thought that that's in reference to the Sugar Hill Gang, and I think that's a very different thing, isn't it? Yes, they're a rap act, and I do believe that this film predates them. Yes. And there was also a 90s film called Sugar Hill as well that starred Wesley Snipes, but I think that might have been just like a like a gangland movie or something. I don't really know. I'm just judging by the poster that I saw. Okay, well, so it's Wesley every... Snipes in the 90s. There's a good chance it was a, it was a ghetto film. Okay. <laughs> yeah, or a gangster film of some sort. You are, you're safe to assume that. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... Good to know that any reference in my brain is completely unrelated to this movie. So I thought I was getting one thing, and then I got something entirely different. So when when it goes all, I mean, it does start voodoo. To be fair, 
but then it cuts to a bar and a bit of gangster shit, and I'm like, oh, this is this is like Dolomite but sensible. I can see where this might be going. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. so I was, I was I was sort of in, but then I was like, but then Baron turns up, and I'm like, oh yes, and the Oculus eyeball zombies, and I'm like, brilliant. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this. Now I see what this thing is, um, and it's just it's stylistic as hell, isn't it? Um, oh yeah. I, I I just think considering I'm somebody who doesn't really watch the classics, and I don't have a lot of good things to say about them very often. Very often in terms of their production and things like that, and how they play today. Um, obviously, it helps that this is such a good print that I saw, but um, it, it looks superb and it goes along at a clip, and it's just a fun ride. Um, I, I, that said, there's not you know. <laughs> This is OCD. It's not going to be criticism oh, free. Of course not. But <laughs> no, yeah, I will no, submit no. to you that it's On not a whole. good film. I wouldn't call it necessarily a good <laughs> film as far as being made really, really well. But it's enjoyable <laughs> as hell, and there's a lot of stuff to love about it. And as far as black exploitation films go, this is much better put together than a lot of the things that we watched. They Rudy Ray Moore films. Yep. For me, so far, it's it's the best yep. one of them. Um, I I was going to ask the question of is this really black exploitation? I know it is in style, but I think they miss the uh, the extreme angle that normally comes with that. So well, like your biker films and everything else that ended up having its various trends. Whenever the popularity of it started waning, that's when they bring in the horror elements to try and bring some more people back. And I would say yeah. that this is every bit the black exploitation film that like your Blackula and Scream Blackula Scream would be. Hmm. We'll see. No, I, I'm going to call you on that one because uh, and this <laughs> in uh, usual Australian fashion, I'm going to add an element of casual racism. <laughs> um, <laughs> At least they're honest about it. <laughs> it's not malicious. It's casual. And it's about, it's casual. It, it's about everybody. Um, when I first saw Sugar, um, what popped into my head was that she was an overbronzed white girl. I had exactly the same thought. In fact, I thought, oh God, is this really inappropriate? Has makeup been used? I actually went through my head. And that, that's where I went, okay, are they doing this to appeal to a white audience? Is, is, there, was, there was just parts of it I went, oh, I feel a bit weird about that. No, I do not believe that she's an overly bronzed white girl. Marky Bay is not in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. And that, that's a little beyond casually racist. <laughs> No, no, but she has incredibly Caucasian features with a very she does. wonderful skin I mean, tone. She's in, yeah. she's amazing to look at. Um, oh, she's gorgeous. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. I mean, there, there was no question. I just went, oh, well, yeah. And then, but I, given that, you know, the level of, of just insane bronzing that happens in your country, um, I just went, yeah, is this some weird, inappropriate sort of level of to try and appeal to the black exploitation market without actually using a decidedly Afro-American-looking lead. Nope. It just happens to be that she is a light-skinned African-American. Yeah. I, I, I was actually, I had the same thought, and I was like, I'm not going to bring this up because it's going to make me seem sound really racist, and then there's not a racist bone in my body. Um, no, it's you and me both. <laughs> but, but it just... It, the thought does go across there, and yeah. Well, given the time frame that this movie was made in, it is absolutely possible that there could be some kind of a blackface situation going on. But it's not in this film, and I, I think the film very quickly brushes those those initial thoughts aside, if that's what you consider. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you guys have basically hit on some of the things that are the reasons why I absolutely love it. I happen to think that a black exploitation film mixed with voodoo zombies is like chocolate and peanut butter. Those two things go together 
perfectly. Uh, I really dig the main theme song. It earworms me every time, that supernatural voodoo woman. I love that quite a bit. Uh, the revenge plot of the film actually has more than just one meaning, because if you think about it, these are resurrected slaves that are taking on what are the equivalent of modern-day slave masters, the way that they're exploiting and yeah. injuring the black community around yeah. them. You guys are absolutely correct when you say that Marky Bay is gorgeous. I think she is absolutely stunning, and her outfits in this are amazing for the 70s, man. She gets yeah. some really <laughs> she gets some really like Elvis level of jumpsuits in this that are just so cool, man. <laughs> Now, yeah. now I, I do need to bring up something about um, about Sugar's. Uh, I'm going to say killing suit. Yeah, <laughs> is that the white one with the the red collar? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's a killing suit. Um, there was a fair bit of camel toe. Thank you, high definition print. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. The the print the, the the print really brought it home. And I because the first time I went no, and then I went oh yeah, oh, there, it is, there it is. Well done. Well done. Whereas I'm like, pause, that zoom in, notice. enhance, enhance, enhance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I I do have to give a big shout out to the disco ball eyed zombies. <laughs> they they have to be my all time favorite zombies from now on. I think every zombie should have disco ball eyes and painted on ads. <laughs> yes. I, I think that is an absolute must. It's kind of like a negative yeah. and an awesome thing all at once because you're like, oh, I see what they did there with no budget but they actually do look creepy when you see them yeah oh yeah oh, you know that that and the spray on cobwebs and you're going yeah i'd shit myself if they jumped out at me because they did tend to jump out well in slow motion without slow motion <laughs> yeah they, 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 they were surprised dude they had silver spray painted ping pong balls glued to their eyes of course they're going to move in slow motion <laughs> The thing that I really, really love or the thing that really got me hooked on this movie is the initial raising of the zombies where they're coming out of the pine needles that are dead on the bottom of the swamp and the leaves and things. And some of them come up out of the water mm -hmm. and everything. That's what made me fall in love with this movie more than anything else is that first initial resurrection scene. And they are very striking. The eyes, as soon as you see them, are like your your brain just immediately goes, nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that hasn't been seen again that I can think of until a couple of years back with um, uh, don't I get it right? Was it Mickey Flanagan? I always get him mixed up with the other one. <laughs> uh, Oculus. Michael Flanagan? Yeah. He did Oculus? Yeah. Michael Flanagan, I think, is the one that did Oculus. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, now I'm confused too. I don't know. I get those two guys mixed up too, Boss, so don't feel bad. <laughs> but you, it was in Oculus is what you're saying? With the mirrors in the eyes? Yeah, the... the, the mm. The sort of yeah. the, the ghosty type characters had these had mirrored contact lenses, which I hadn't seen before, and it's just creepy as fuck, and I love it. Mm. There were zombies with ping pong ball eyes, but they weren't silverish. The Cannibal God or something like that in a Jess Franco movie, where it, it was like a zombie cannibal kind of film or something like that in like the late 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 seventies, early eighties. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but I know that Jess Franco did something similar to that. But they were literally just cut in half ping pong balls. They didn't even bother to spray them with with anything else. <laughs> <laughs> just lick that and stick it in your face. That's right. Just, just squeak so they stay in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We've got furrowed foreheads. <laughs> 
They're the, the last thing that I would like to say that is an absolute love for this film for me is the sets or, or a location or whatever it is that they ended up having, whether they built it or just went out to a swamp. But the Mama Matreus's house that's kind of run down and cobwebby and everything where you wonder if she's even alive or if she's just a ghost that's haunting the house from the power of her voodoo. And that's that's why mm. Marky Bay's character of Diana slash Sugar goes there. And when they get to the swamp, the way that they have all the voodoo altar set up and the way that it looks, mm. all that stuff is incredibly spooky and really well done. It's dripping with very gothic-y atmosphere in those locations. And it just feels like you walked into another movie when they go there. Yeah, and good sex fog as well. Yes. That's oh, so a yeah. thing. Yes. The <laughs> sex witch. fog is a thing. <laughs> One thing I loved, I, I just got to... It, it, I know I gushed about it already, but the, 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 the couple of the lines from Baron Samdi are the things I think I love the most. So he's like, the kingdom of the dead. It's the way he elongates everything. And the, the bit just before the snakes. Awake! 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 <laughs> and, and, and the bit before the snakes. She says, oh, this isn't going to cost you a thing. It's on the house. <laughs> <laughs> just made me chuckle out loud. I love its performance. It's so good. He is definitely one of the things that carries the film. The actor who played Baron Somdi is incredible. I totally agree. Don Pedro Coley yeah. was the actor's name who played Baron Somdi. Okay. That's a cool name. Yeah. It is. He's a cool motherfucker. <laughs> I've seen him in other things as well. He's done a lot of other films, and I do believe that he was a prototype for... James Bond. No, Well, yeah, <laughs> it's the same, actually the same voodoo god that shows up in James Bond is Baron Zamdi. That's why he looks Because that's the same. first time I ever saw the character. That's the only reason I know the name Baron Zamdi is because of James Bond, believe it or not. <laughs> so. Really? You, you, you're not up on your voodoo history? <laughs> I've studied it a little bit, but only because of movies and stuff. So the most I know is what I've learned from movies and then reading afterwards. And Oculus was created by Mike Flanagan, by the way. It, it is his. I got it right for once. Yeah, you did have that right. So there well we done. Go. <laughs> well, it's a recent movie. It's understandable. <laughs> yeah, but I don't do names. I'm always getting them wrong. So, you know, that's that's a relief. <laughs> I'm surprised he knows our names. Who, who said that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on to what my OCD made me see in this movie. Danger, danger. High voltage. Going to let uh, Witch start this one. Uh, so I'm just going to call back to the camel toe. Um, <laughs> definitely saw that. A lot, and I liked it. Um, Possibly a little too much. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you can never like it too much. <laughs> uh, so, look, there was one thing that, that did quite bother me, and that's the fact that no matter how hungry pigs are, they won't eat a live human. No. All right? <laughs> you do have to chop them up first, but then they're right in. I think that was important. Um, well, that's why when we saw him later, he just had a bef- patch of flesh missing on his cheek. <laughs> It got mm. slightly nibbled. Yes. Now, there were two other things that really, really stood out to me. Um, one, they used one of the most racist words um, that that I, I, I know in this movie that I hadn't heard since probably, um, I'd say, early 70s British sitcoms, which, and I'm, I'm not using this as, in a, a slur term, but uh, they used the phrase Sambo. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that jarred with me. And I was just like, mm. and I was just like oh, no. No, that's a that's you know. I mean, they use the N word, but you know that that's a black exploitation movie, so you're going to hear it. But yeah, they threw in a threw in a sandbar, and I'm like, oh, no, that's not right. The N word usage in this, I found harder. Well, it's never palatable, but it, it's harder mm. because it's nearly always used by a white person in reference to a black person, and usually to their face. Black exploitation. Yes. 
Hmm? And usually to their face in a very derogatory way to try and belittle them. Mm. Yeah, it's. I think it's the it's the hateful delivery. And in some of the mm. other films we've watched, mm. it's been more casual. I guess um, it, I found it really uncomfortable. It, it was yeah. It, w- it was more um, between peers rather than you know in a hateful mm. way. Yeah, you're right. Though racial slurs in this film are used as if they are a transitional phrase. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. Now, I need to talk about the voodoo chicken. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the worst kind of padding, isn't it? Oh, it's just the way it pads out oh, the film is terrible. It is so clearly on a string. <laughs> <laughs> and and bouncing around. And I'm just there going, okay, no. Uh, oh, all right, then. Um, that and... And I think the only thing that really stood out to me was the um, the jizz stain on Baron Samity's face that was a facial scar. <laughs> yeah, the rigid he colotomy. He gets into it somehow, doesn't he? Every every time we record. <laughs> well, yeah. It's all yeah. about jizz. Yeah, it's all about jizz. <laughs> it's all about the jizz, but the jizz, no trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since he got a good response on pointing out that Mad Max's kid's name is a euphemism for sperm. That's right. His kid's going to sperm. <laughs> yeah, so, but that, that were probably the, the really only only things that really stood out to me. Um, and I, look, I've got to say, I do want a sparkly grey suit with uh, a scallop collar. <laughs> that, was, that was just pimp. <laughs> One of you guys mentioned that there's sex fog throughout all of this, but did you notice that that sex fog in the swamp was super patchy in certain parts and then other angles like in the same scene like they would (laughs) cut to one section and it was super patchy and it was almost like they just let it drift away and then they would cut back to another angle in the same scene and then it was like super thick and dense depending upon Mm. how they cut it the sex fog was either in the right spot or not yeah that's that's problems in the editing room isn't it really yeah well I'm guessing they were out fairly far and they've just you know they've just gone right we've just got to pump the the fog machines until the battery's running out and then, and then the wind blew and then just <laughs> and then the wind blew and it's just to shoot it to shoot it we were mentioning the silver ping pong ball eyes earlier and i don't know if you noticed in a few of the shots they don't cover the whole of the eye in most of the shots you can actually see some of the blinking or you can actually see like the corner parts of the person's eye from the right angle like yeah. where the zombie would turn and there's a couple of spots where you could see them like trying to peer out through the side of their head <laughs> where they would turn sideways and they would look out through the side of the ping pong ball and stuff which is why they all kind of tilted their heads weird and, and moved kind of strangely <laughs> well it's hard to see when you're squinting to hold in a ping pong ball in your face that's, that's only got like a pinhole yeah, in it I, I will not argue that point at all I do have a problem with the theme song getting stuck in my head and it was one of those things where I just couldn't get it out of my head so much so that I found myself humming it the whole way through the movie even when it wasn't happening you see I had a problem with the theme song, but it wasn't the same problem. A pro- pro- oh. problem for me was the lyrics. Supernatural voodoo woman who neither is supernatural nor does any voodoo at any point. She just shows up and <laughs> gives a monologue before everyone else does her work for her. <laughs> that was my take on the theme tune. But she's got she's got a she's got a supernatural voodoo zami. <laughs> I mean, I I could argue that the supernatural voodoo woman isn't it's got nothing to do with Sugar Hill. That song is actually about Mama Matrice. Or Mama Mattresses, I yeah. wrote. <laughs> that's that's actually one of my notes too. Uh, Mama Mattress, you actually hear Diana Hill or Marky Bay actually calls her Mama Mattress a few times. 
because she she jams yep. Matrice too fast, and it sounds like she's saying "Mama Mattress." She's putting the wrong emphasis <laughs> on the wrong syllable. <laughs> <laughs> now, d- does Mama Mattress have like a nylon fright wig? Is it? it or was that just me? Because it was very shiny and very white. That legit to me. I, I think that was legitimately her hair. I think she just had some kind of like an oil or whatever in it to try and keep it tamed back. Because her hair was wild and quite all over the place. Oh yeah, it was, it was full. It was just there was a couple of spots where I went. That looks like a nylon fright wig. <laughs> I, I do wonder if that's why there weren't many pyrotechnics in this movie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's budget for that reason. <laughs> well, I had a, I have an OCD issue with uh, the the walk to the graveyard to, to summon Baron Samdi. Uh, obviously, we have to show that. For, okay, two problems. <laughs> Three, sir. Um, so, uh, one of my big problems with this movie, in every case, was I found that the backing of everything was entirely too loud and too repetitive and too in your face. And one of these places was in the swamp with all the animal noises in the background. Um, yeah, so there are no kookaburras in swamps, all right? There are no fucking kookaburras. <laughs> it was so fucking loud. Just down in the mix would have been enough to for me not to notice. But as it was, I was just like, please shut up. Just turn it down. Um, the other thing is, is when they show the shot of the alligators coming out of the, yep. of the swamp, uh, there's a bit of an aspect ratio crunch problem there from the stock footage. <laughs> Yeah, now I saw that because I went, that's a really fat guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a really tall head for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it was just insane. The stock in shots of the alligators and the snakes were very obvious, and you are correct. They basically looks like they stretched it out for the alligator, and then the snake, it looks like they had to, like, crunch it down. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, different different aspects. But the um, the other thing is always, always I, well, this is my problem with movies in general, is people being terrified of um, constrictor snakes um, it's like if, if you see a boa or a ball python um, unless it's a reticulated python probably not capable of killing you or wouldn't really want to hmm. and a snake's no. natural response to a human is fuck a big massive thing I'm running away so yes. <laughs> if they'd thrown me in that box full of snakes I'd have been in there going oh hello what's your name oh, I don't <laughs> But let's all get comfortable. Yeah. And see, now that was the other thing. Um, in, in Mama Matrice's house, she had rats, but she had a python that was. So that's not <laughs> yeah. No, there'd be no rats. <laughs> there'd be no. There'd be a very fat python. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a very fat. You're going to give the python a body image problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just to educate everybody, right? If it's a ball python or a boa constrictor or uh, some such snake, they do have teeth, but they're minuscule. Um, it's hmm. like if one bit you. The pressure from the jaw would hurt and probably leave a bruise mm. and maybe some muscular problems, but you would have very small perforations. It would look like someone had just dotted blood across your skin. Um, they mm. offer grip only. There's no fangs. There's no venom. <laughs> so don't panic. <laughs> I mean, sure, it could choke the fuck out of you, but that's a different story. I, yeah. I think he was more terrified of being buried alive in a coffin filled with snakes than anything. Uh, the impression I got was that the snakes were killing him as he was sort of screaming as he went in. That was... yeah. Maybe that was my miscomprehension of yeah. that scene. Then, <laughs> if anything, the snakes uh, were biting him. What was him. the point of giving him the money? Why give him the money? You should have just fucking. Uh, kept yeah, it. I think she should have kept the money as well. But uh, clearly, mm. revenge is the only thing she cared about, not money. And if Baron yeah. Zomdi is supposedly a greedy god, why didn't he take the money? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He's not a greedy god. He's a horny god. It wasn't until she offered herself to him that he's like, "I will help you." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but that was another small problem with it. It, it. He's like, oh, you have got your vengeance. You have done your evil doings. It's like, no, dude, you did all the fucking work. So she just paid you off and made you do everything. And she just turned up monologue. Job done. Yeah, monologue and I'm out. Yeah. But finishing her evil doings, um, that had to be one of, uh, I think that was overacting 101 with Vengeful Sugar. I promised I'd get you. <laughs> In the sex fog, with the whole like outreached, like almost, I would say, um, revenge of the, uh, the 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 body smashes or whatever the fuck it's called with the pod people screaming mm. level, like pointing and screaming. It was just like, oh my god, I just just take it down. <laughs> I did like the symbolism of the uh, we call him the, the the metaphorical massa um, drowning in the swamp where the slaves met their grisly end. Um, now, was poetic. was it a swamp or was it a really shitty quicksand? It was. I think it was supposed to be quicksand, but why would there be quicksand in a swamp? So I think it was supposed to be a, a sinking bog sort of setup. They tried to build a castle there. It fell over and sunk. <laughs> and they built another one. It burned so down. They built another castle. But the third house that they built, Boz, the third house stayed. Third house. Oh, Oh, actually, hold on, hold on. Mind your feet. My segue's coming through. Another issue with this movie. (laughs) Nobody was displaying any huge tracks of land. (laughs) (laughs) No, there was a decided lack lack of of nudity. But we did get an appearance of Camille Toe. (laughs) Yes. Camille... Um, yeah, it, what the, what confused me a bit about this movie? I said about the whole is it a black exploitation movie, whatever. Or like, who, who was it targeted at? Because they they pulled every punch you possibly could pull. It's it's a PG thirteen at best. This movie. Oh no, I mean, it's, it's a full gonna... PG. Back in the day, it was released. It was released oh, as a PG. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's. I mean, that, I mean, that was obviously intentional. Then that's that. That's okay. Because um, <laughs> I was like, one of the worst insults in it is pigeon head. <laughs> well, not one of the worst insults, but yeah, you know what I mean. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no f-bombs or anything like that it it's relatively smooth and, and easygoing other than the really horrific the racism. racism right which you would think mm. that that would make it basically get a straight up r but not in the 70s when racism was okay with everyone because it wasn't directed at white people although there yeah, are a lot right. of fucking white racial slurs being thrown around by sugar herself man she is full of vitriol <laughs> yeah, i love the oh, yeah. love the pig scene it's like i hope you like white trash i was like oh Boom! Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yes. I mean, I think yeah, the, the slurs were probably more jarring because there was no blood. There was no, you know, it wasn't gory by no. any really stretch of the imagination. No, not at all. Most of the deaths are strangulation or something like being buried alive or, you know, more cerebral. I mean, there's one decapitation, but that's just shown by a guy with a blanket over his neck. So. Hmm. Now, now speaking of strangulation, um, do you think Fabulous went before he went? <laughs> I actually think Fabulous survived and went on to be JD to get some revenge and then became the teacher from Gremlins after the revenge. <laughs> <laughs> that went over Boz's head there. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm just, that no, I'm just... Is, it, was that him? I, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> the actor who played... Oh, right. The actor who yeah. played Fabulous was in a movie called JD's Revenge and then he's most well-known, I think, for his role in Gremlins as Billy's teacher who is the science teacher experimenting on the Mogwai. That's got to be why I found him so familiar then because I was like, I've seen you in something else but I just couldn't place it. He has a very distinct voice that really kind of resonates out even though he's hidden mm. underneath a very bushy beard and afro. Yeah. Mm. Cool. I like the cop as well. Ah, Valentine. Yeah. He was very smooth. Like, he was he was believable 
believable and he wasn't too over the top with his copness. Yeah, see now I wrote the same thing. Valentine is a smooth motherfucker. <laughs> so smooth in fact that he helped Sugar forget about the fact that her main man that she's so in love with, she gave up her body for eternity for revenge. She forgets all of that and starts immediately flirting with him mid-revenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, he did get a voodoo leg break. That was awesome. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm talking about how to take him out and I was like, no, you can't hurt him. He's nice. He's, he's been going to Professor Basil Exposition's house to try and solve everything. Even that wasn't too heavy-handed. He was just like, I am the foremost professor in the land on voodoo and every book on voodoo is in this library. And I thought, well, yeah, I can believe that, actually. Yes, the voodoo museum yeah, and library. What university yeah. actually has a voodoo museum and research library that's headed by a professor? Because I want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> the only one I can think of is my alma mater, Arkham University. <laughs> this is one thing I've, I've never discussed with uh, an a American person. Um, you have some really weird words around your universities that I don't understand. <laughs> I know them because they're used a lot. Like that, what you just said. <laughs> Alma mater. What does that mean? Is it Latin? I mean, most things seem to be Latin, but uh, I don't get any of it. Alma mater is just you went to that school and you graduated, essentially, is what that represents. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it is Latin. Yeah, and oh, it's, it is, right. it's okay. used for any school that you went to that you successfully graduated from. And often, if you are like someone who supports that school, if it's a college or something like that, you refer to it as your alma mater. See, I would say my secondary school. <laughs> Or my college, or my university. Mm. I, I just I, that's some very weird terms. I, and I guess I think it was Latin because of the whole frat system and semper pi or whatever it is. I don't know. No, that's that's the navy, isn't it? No, <laughs> semper pi yeah, is actually the marines, man. <laughs> It's the Marines, yeah. I'm just pissing everybody off with my ignorance. Uh, oh, it's actually cute. The British guy doesn't know something about American culture. Yay! <laughs> Usually I'm the one that's ignorant of the other things going on in the world, so it, it's a nice change of pace, boss. Yeah, there we go. Okay, one of the things that my OCD was going nuts for was at the very beginning of the film, the obviously not kicking him kicks and stomps that were going on in the death of Sugar's man. Did you guys notice those? They're missing him by a mile, and if they do connect, it looks like they're just kind of like tapping their foot on top of him. It was terrible. Yeah, they're, they're like just moving something out of the way. Just, you know what, if you find your significant other who's been beaten uh, and is bloody, don't just stand there and scream, call a fucking ambulance. <laughs> no, what you do is you then go ahead and- rudimentary CPR. You just go ahead and grab them and start shaking the hell out of them and ask them if they're okay. That's what you're supposed to do in these films. I mean, I have issues with the fact of, hey, I can handle chumps like that in my sleep. Oh, let me just go to that meeting because they're probably not left the car park yet. I'm sure they're not waiting for me outside or anything. With, with stockings on the head to hide their identities, despite the fact that they were in the club five minutes ago and everyone fucking saw them. Yeah, they were distinctively dressed, each of them. Yes! But I'll put a stocking on my head so no one knows. That was pretty ridiculous. Did anyone recognize our main guy who was uh, the main villain, Morgan? Oh, the massive misogynist. No. Yeah, it's Count Yorga, crime lord. Oh, that's why I really... Yeah, instead that of... means absolutely nothing yeah. to me. Count Yorga, Count Yorga, Count Yorga Vampire. It was another one of these AIP pictures, and fresh off of that, the Count Yorga series, they brought him in to play Morgan here, and he's a very handsome man, so he makes a very stately-looking and very erudite-type vampire, and he's almost right. too well-spoken to be the rednecky kind of crime lord that he's supposed to be, and, and Robert Quarry still pulls it off, I think, pretty well, but yeah, he, he's really misogynistic, and it's no wonder that his, uh, what was her name, Celeste or whatever? his lady yeah Celeste, yeah no yeah. wonder she kept going after marky bay because he was like time to trade up to something fresh because you're getting old and stale 
Oh, she was skanky. There was no time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she wasn't a nice character either, but just like, why are you anywhere near this cunt? I mean, the way he talks to her at every, every exchange is just dripping hatred. It's just... Get out of here! Was it? I can't. You're invisible to me, or something. Just scoot. Yeah, like, disappear. He said something about I'm looking right at you and I don't see a thing. Disappear. Yeah. 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 For that minute, I thought he was out of Westworld for a minute. Then. Oh. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't look like anything to me. It doesn't look like anything to me. Have you ever seen anything with so much yeah. splendor? Baron Zomdie apparently has a repeating echo plex that is activated at random whenever he laughs. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> it's just awesome. He, ha- he has a full sound department at his spot. But it's random when it comes on, because one time he'll laugh, you won't hear it, and then he'll look off to the camera, off to the side, and then he'll laugh again, and then you'll hear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's because two zombie sound engineers aren't very good. <laughs> well, it's hard to see the button to hit when you got a ping pong ball glued to your eyeball. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> With a bit of a broken leg, he gets an electric wheelchair. Fucking not in the NHS, you don't. That's a good hospital. <laughs> that, that was a quality He's hospital. Also a cop, so he probably was able to strong arm his way into it. Okay. Well, uh, another problem I had with the movie is I mentioned the backing track stuff already, but um, it, it was that the backing track music really reminded me of something. So, um, if this is the backing track music, so you got that kind of kind of rattly thing sound in the background yeah that just made me think of bop it twist it (laughs) bop it twist it twist it it's the twist it sound (laughs) that's all i can think of with that fucking backing track that's ridiculous sir that's yeah, just dirty. plain ridiculous. <laughs> I, I cannot support that. It needs more kookaburras. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they're at the dock, and the guy's basically making everybody pay for their work and all of that. And so my note for that was, if you don't buy your job, you can't have any work. How can you have any work if you don't buy your job? <laughs> so the only thing I got out of that was that apparently they were using safety helmets from a Lego box. <laughs> <laughs> I did think the, the guy punches in the face. It's like, just slightly extreme reaction I don't want to pay for my job Pudge alright I'll pay for my job I think it was because it was a black man that was trying to step up and that's why he wanted to go overboard and be excessive (laughs) won't you join me So what are the last things that you cannot let go of in this film? Yeah, I've got more than three this time. (laughs) I have four as well, so. Um, I I managed to restrict myself to three. So I'll go first. Um, Again, there are no kookaburras in the swamp. (laughs) Um, Camel toe jumpsuits are awesome. (laughs) And... Why, why, why does Baron Samadhi have a gin stain? <laughs> Every joke you make, I am involuntarily trying to laugh like zombie and not realizing it until after I do it. I'm like, I kind of sound like him. <laughs> Dude, you got to stick reverb on that in the edit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> Mama Mattress, is she ever caught lying down on the job? <laughs> um, and uh, in the... 
in the massage parlor scene. It was like, oh, the fucking phone. Did she just use talcum powder as a massage aid? I don't think so. <laughs> Ouch. It's an exfoliant, boss. Do you want a dry, scratchy massage? This is the place for you. Nah, no. <laughs> I usually pay double for that kind of action. <laughs> oh. I've got how many spiders did they have in the makeup department to keep those zombie headdresses in tip-top condition? <laughs> Um, and also, if a cat makes you jump, would you turn, face the window, take a running sprint, jump face first through it from the second floor, and take your chances on the landing? Probably not. There was a really angry cat. <laughs> I think like, I would. Zombies, maybe, but yeah. I think I would have stood my ground on the cat and probably got. You would get cut up way less kicking on the cat than you would jumping through several planes of glass and landing on the ground. I mean, the thing is, if I was going to go through the window, I'd have grabbed the cat first and use it to break the window, then just gone through it clean. Without cutting myself, but I don't. I'm not a cat lover, as you know. I was just going to say you are not a cat yeah, person. Just the fact that you would suggest such a thing offends me. That may have been why I said it. Never mind. <laughs> okay, so here are mine. Why does Sugar storm out of her own club after she beats the shit out of Morgan's racist girlfriend? Yes. <laughs> and why does the bartender just stand there looking as she's threatened with a broken bottle? It's like, dude, now's when you step up. Yeah, this now's is inappropriate. This is when yeah. you throw something, sir. You don't just let this happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Celeste knows how to bar fight. That was good. I was, I was pleased to see her step up in that. Or worst, it's the worst, worst case of sweep the leg I have ever seen. <laughs> she like sweeps the back <laughs> of her leg. There's a second pause and then she falls over. That was Dolomite level of uh, fight choreography yeah. there. Absolutely. Oh, I was. Loved it. Uh, why summon the spirits in the house when you have to go to the fucking swamp anyway to commune with Baron Zomdi? Why do the two rituals? <laughs> Good point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If the guy who was fed to the pigs was actually a cop, does that make it cannibalism? Ooh. Oh. That was more of an existential question I had. <laughs> and I had to dig on cops. <laughs> his, his cinema psyops persona is bleeding over into our show, which. Mm. That's, that's, yeah, that's, right. that's no, just I... me, man. That's just who I am. <laughs> Stick it to the man. Okay, since Baron Zomdi is greedy, <laughs> does that in fact prove that you can take it with you then? Ah. Oh. I was waiting for Baron Zomdi to say, can you dig it? <laughs> yes. But he didn't. Like an echoplex of him like, can you dig it? <laughs> I may have to try and put that in the edit. That would have been <laughs> Oh, there was that one was point awesome. where uh, he says, I think it's, it's where the cop's talking to Sugar Hill and he says something. She says, I'm dynamite. And I was waiting for the sting. <laughs> I was disappointed when it didn't happen. <laughs> That's because that movie wouldn't be made for like another 30 years, boss. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just my brain then. Yeah. yeah. But I can see where that would click right into your head. So overall, it sounds like we all really enjoyed this film. And obviously, I love it. That's why I picked it. This was I even kind of when I was messaging yeah. with you guys, I was like, yeah, this is going to be like my seven golden vampires. Well, I will not hear really you bad guys. things said about it. <laughs> but And and look, it, it is a fun movie. It is a fun movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, are we ready to move on to our ratings or do you guys have anything else you want to add before we do that? Um, no, I'm ready to rate it up. Yeah, me too. Okay. I'm going to go with Boz first. What is your rating, sir? Right. I think I'm going to give this 15 talcum powder massage friction burns out of 36 evil dead chicken feet. <laughs> I have to do the math on that, but it sounds like you liked it. <laughs> Actually, yeah, this, the numbers are a bit arbitrary. I did enjoy it. Yeah, it was... It would be an, it would be about seven out of ten for me if I was going to do it normal. Oh, okay. No. Normal, normal in this show. What the fuck is the normal? <laughs> Which? What is your rating, sir? I I will give it twelve. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm actually going to give it seven echoey laughs out of five hopping chicken feet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think of the three of us, which you may do that the absolute best, that laugh. Yeah. Yeah, mine sucks. <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to brag, but part of me's black. <laughs> You're a big toe, I'm assuming. <laughs> it's the gangrene. <laughs> my grill. All right, so <laughs> next time on the show is going to be Boz's pick. Boz, do you have any idea what it is that you picked out for a little tease for the folks? I, I did, but I'm having second thoughts, so I'm going to keep it under my lid for now, because I haven't quite decided. I love this tease that we keep doing, where we're like, I don't know what I'm going to do, Yax, but well, let's talk about it as if I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, thank you so much for downloading listening to the Obsessive Cinema Discourse podcast, and we highly recommend that you check out Sugar Hill, absolutely. If, if you haven't actually watched the movie before hearing this podcast i don't think we spoiled anything you're gonna have a blast watching it check it out yeah <laughs> yeah the shoes and remember this podcast is free which means it's on the house supernatural Like Zami though, you're onto yeah, something there. Yeah, I'd go with Zami. I think that's a that's a word. <laughs> Zomdi, Baron Zomdi. That's a thing, guys. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that or not. Baron Zomdi and he's Zami. Zami? Did yeah. I say Zami? You said Zami, and I said Boz and I fully agree. Um, I think to quote Boz, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, to quote Boz, to quote Boz, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. Or, yeah, that's and it, it's. Uh, it's so not a thing. It, it is. It's a thing. <laughs> oh, you guys just want me to punch all that in, don't you? <laughs> hey, you got to do the editing. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Although, Joke's on you. I'm going to take your style and not edit at all. Oh, <laughs> hurtful. Oh, hurtful. You bitch. The silence is easier to cut out, you bored bastard. <laughs> I'm not making your job easy. <laughs> Supernatural Don't forget, you can find our perfect and pristine Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash obsessive cinema discourse. 
And if you think we missed something on any episode, <laughs> yeah, as if, uh, please do email us at ocinemad at gmail.com and bring your own particular OCD into the light. Or was it ocinemad at... Or maybe it was ocinemad at... Oh, I know. Maybe it was more like oc mad at... Or were we thinking... Osine Madeen.